The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Marketing at Lightspeed with your host, Ethan Raziel. Many companies don't even know where to start when it comes to marketing and PR. That's why we're here right now. Get ready to learn the secrets that experts have known for years. We'll cover everything from social media to your website. Can you hear the sales growing? Now, here's Ethan Raziel. And good evening. Welcome to Marketing at Lightspeed. This is Ethan Raziel, and it's a thrill to have you with us. I want to start by thanking Carpenter Group. Carpenter Group is a sponsor of Marketing at Lightspeed, and they make the show possible by providing the space in which I do the show. Nice, big, quiet, comfortable space. Carpenter Group is a design and branding company, and if you need a new brand identity, you should check it out, carpenternyc.com. They do terrific work. I can't recommend them enough. I've collaborated with them on several clients in the past. So check out Carpenter Group. Now, who am I? I'm Ethan Raziel, and I head up Lightspeed PR. And I've been doing that for almost three years. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, I want to tell you a little bit about my background. And that is, is that I spent a number of years as a reporter with Gannett. I spent a number of years as a journalist uh, there, and then I spent uh, almost 15 years at Edelman, the world's largest PR agency. I think they still are. And after that, I became communications director at Samsung Electronics. Now, all these companies have something in common. There's a reason that I'm explaining all this, and that is, is that they're all huge, and they're all great brands, and they all do good work. But as a marketer, I was frustrated. I found that the bureaucracy and the red tape was hampering the enjoyment of my job. And you need to enjoy what you do. Everybody needs to enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do, for goodness sake, find something else. So that's what I did. I started Lightspeed with the co-founder of Lightspeed, Amanda Prosha, and we're a PR agency. We do a type of marketing, but we do it without the bureaucracy, without the red tape, without the overhead. And we have a lot of fun, and we have uh, a lot of fun clients, and we do great work, and everybody's happy. And since I've been doing that, I've learned a lot about how to be efficient and how to get things done quickly and how to deliver quality. And this show is all about sharing some of that with you, along with my all-star guests. And I've had amazing guests. This is show 12 tonight, if my math holds up. We've really had some terrific guests covering all manner of marketing. We've talked about social media. We've talked about websites. We've talked about events. We've even talked about apps and and web hosting and all of that. And tonight is no exception. My host, and you'll be hearing from him in a few minutes, his name is Steve Gold, and he has his own video company here in New York. And I'm very excited to talk to him and to share 
some of his insights with you. We'll get to that in a few minutes. First, I have a little housekeeping to do. I want to tell you how to reach me. If you'd like to call in, please do. The number is 866-472-5790. You can email me at ethan at lightspeedpr.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Ethan Raziel and check out lightspeedpr.com, my website. Now, as I always do on this show, in the first segment, I share with you my tips, what I've learned. And then for the next three segments, I'll, I'll talk to my guests. So tonight I'm going to tell you what I've learned about creating videos. Now, Steve, you may disagree with this. And when I start talking to you in the second segment, I want to hear from you. But I'm going to take advantage of my soapbox and give you my opinions first. Because I've, I'm not an expert in creating videos, but I am an expert in, in, uh, in finding people to do them for clients. And I've had good experiences and bad. And the first thing I want to tell you is to make sure to use the assets you already have. You don't always have to start from scratch. A lot of companies, big and small, have video footage already available. It could be footage of a, of a presence at a trade show. It could be presence of someone talking uh, at a speech or a panel at a convention, something like that. It could be exterior footage of the headquarters. It could be an interview that, that your client or that you have done in the past. First gather, before you start shooting new video, gather up everything that you have and take a close look at it. You might be surprised at how good your stuff is that you already have. That's number one. Number two, and this is a big one, think globally from the beginning. You may be a startup and you may be starting in, here in the United States and you may want to create a video or a piece of footage, an animation or whatever, and you're thinking about this market, and, and as well you should, but you want your stuff to be, <clears throat> to be evergreen. You want it to be able to grow with you. I have found that when you have a lot of talking head footage, people speaking English, and then later you want to use it in Europe or use it in Asia, it's no good. I mean, you could put subtitles on there, but that's not a good experience. That's why I have found that it's better to use voiceover over footage of your actual product, and then you can always do a new voiceover later, or use animation, and you can always do a new voiceover later. But I have found that keeping your talking head footage to a minimum makes it easier to globalize it later. I learned that the hard way. Next recommendation, and that is do a lot of testing. I'm not saying you have to do a formal focus group and rent a movie theater and give out pizza and all that, but show it to people first. Do a rough cut. Get a lot of third part, third, uh, third, uh, second opinions and third opinions. You may think something is amazing, and the guy you hire to do it may thinks it's, think it's amazing, but it might not be amazing. It might just be okay, and that's not good enough. So get a lot of other opinions. This is... This would apply to anything that you do, but it, I have found it to be particularly true for video. Now let's talk about voiceover for a second. I talked about how you can re-record a voiceover for different regions. When you do it, especially here in the US, it's a big country. I had a client one time, he made a video, and he hired a guy that had a kind of a distinctly southern twang. 
And it was a little distracting. It, it, uh, he sounded good, but you heard it, and you were kind of like trying to think out, is, is it Kentucky? Is it Louisiana? Where's this guy from? And you really want the focus not to be the person who's talking, but what they're saying. And I have found it best to use somebody who uses a non-specific accent, you know, like what newscasters have, a general American accent. Your mileage may vary, but that was what I found. And the last piece of advice that I would give you, and again, this is my experience. Can't wait to hear what Steve thinks. Save what you don't use. You may shoot an hour of footage and make a five-minute video out of it. Don't discard the other 55 minutes. Put it on a hard drive. Put it on Dropbox. In six months or a year, you may need to make another video, and you may wish you had that footage. So save everything. This has been Ethan's Soapbox Corner. Those were my tips on video creation. I encourage you, if you want to hear tips like this, go back and listen to the old episodes. They're all on iTunes. I give tips on a lot of different things, and you could just listen to the first five minutes of each episode and learn a lot, although that would be a huge mistake because my guests are much smarter than I am every time. Tonight's guest is no exception. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Steve Gold, and he's going to share with you some of his insights. Stay with us. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you found that PR firms are overexpensive and underdelivered? Have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of recent grads? Well, you're not alone. We've had the same experience. That's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit LightspeedPR.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's LightspeedPR.com. Tune in to Insights and Strategies with Barbara Lang for a look into the issues that matter to you, such as economic growth and stability, quality education, strong neighborhoods, and accountable leadership. We'll also highlight leadership today, how it can be strengthened, and how it impacts your community. Insights and Strategies is heard live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune into Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. 
472-5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at LightspeedPR.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. If you're just joining us, then you might not know that tonight's episode of Marketing at Lightspeed is all about video and animation. And I have therefore pulled in an incredible guest. His name is Steve Golden. Steve, let me give the listeners a proper introduction. You are the president and founder of SGNY Group, a content production company based here in New York. And you guys have a, a string of incredible clients, Pfizer, Deloitte, Novartis, Mercedes-Benz, Stay Louder, IBM, Exxon, AT&T. You also were, the pre- were previously the president and CEO uh, and founder of TVN Communications Group, which became one of the six largest broadcast PR companies in the United States. And in addition to that, you are an award-winning writer, producer, and director. So you are a guy who knows what he's talking about. And Steve, thank you for joining us this evening. My pleasure, Ethan. So can I ask you to start by telling our listeners a little bit about your background and, and how you arrived at SGNY and, and uh, you know, how you got to where you are today? Sure. Well, I started out as a copywriter, an ad copywriter. So... <clears throat> I basically cut my teeth in advertising, which was very telling and um, a very good education. And from there, I went on to PR. And as you know, advertising and PR, a little bit like oil and water, although they're very supportive of each other and very important to each other. Yep, that's right. So PR, I basically, when I say PR, I was really... Uh, broadcast PR. Um, and broadcast PR, um, for your listeners who don't know, is more or less a business-to-business service. Um, most of our clients were PR agencies, sometimes companies, and we provided the vehicles for promoting um, a brand's message uh, on television and radio. And so you were making the videos. The were you making the videos, mm-hmm. or were you just using that as a channel to no, promote video stuff? was a very important component, because for, as far as television goes, um, video was basically the vehicle that told the message. We produced videos and distributed them to news stations. We produced videos as PSAs, uh, and we also included videos when we did our satellite media tours. And you know, I know with your experience with Edelman, you know all about broadcast PR and and all about video use in that regard. But a lot has changed, especially over the past ten years. Um, whereas before, as far as marketing goes, as far as PR goes, um, video was more or less targeted toward television, and that's because that. That really was the medium that all clients wanted. That's, they wanted to get their brand message um, through uh, earned air on, uh, on television. And, well, and that was the only that. way, until recently, that was the only way that you could really watch a video. Exactly. 
However, the video that was produced um, for Earned Air on television had had to basically follow some really very formal constraints. Uh, it, it was difficult to be creative when you were sending video for uh, to news stations. It, it more or less had to conform to a certain format when you were preparing B-roll for a satellite media tour, which is where you put your uh, spokesperson um, in a studio and invited morning shows to interview them. That B-roll had to be uh, also formatted in a certain way. And, and PSAs, too, were pretty boring in that they were usually a spokesperson, often a celebrity, just talking and you know, pitching, uh, the, you know, their, their nonprofit or whatever, um, whatever community cause that we're talking about. So when the Internet started to bloom and social media became an important player insofar as um, broadcast is concerned, everything changed. The game totally changed. So producing video today um, is the polar opposite of what it used to be uh, when we were just producing it for TV. Right, and, and is there one piece of advice that you would give people who maybe have more experience in the old world that are now doing videos? What, what should they do differently for the videos they're making today? Well, that's a whole hour, right? <laughs> it, it's really all over. Yeah. Um, for one thing, video has, because of social media, because of the inter internet, video has seen an incredible rebirth. Um, the corporate video production business was, was pretty much stagnating um, before social media became an important player. And stagnating because its use was, was limited. It was limited to um, corporate functions, to um, uh, internal audiences, to events, and uh, for distribution to television, for for earned air purposes. Right. right. Now anybody that, can do it for anything they want. Today, um, video has become incredibly important because of online use. Um, all of these various market research studies clearly shown that if you have video on your website, if you use video in your social media posts, you're going to attract a far greater audience than if not. It, it also is incredibly important insofar as optimization is concerned. In order to drive people to your website, Google, for instance, um, is going to give you uh, far more, um, it's going to push you right up the ladder uh, by five to one if you have video on your website. So, Steve, um, that's a great point, and uh, let's get into it, because when when we chatted during the commercial break, I said, did you agree with 
what I said in my tips in the intro, and you said, right. well, generally, but a couple of caveats uh, because of social media. So tell the listeners what you think that, um, that, that uh, they need to do differently because of social. Okay. The bottom line is, today, video for public relations purposes for the Internet has to be creative. In other words, throw out all of those old rules that um, you've, you've learned in the past insofar as spokespeople, and I agree with you in that regard, talking heads can be pretty boring, but everything else about how you might have portrayed your brand 10 or 15 years ago, that, that, that's all out the door. That, that's... that's you know, old news, and the reason why is because today you have to present a video that people want to watch. You have three to five seconds to capture the attention of your viewer online, and if you start off with, you know, some corporate event footage, um, you're going to be hard put to keep that viewer watching long enough to get even your first message point. So you want to think outside of the box. And that's probably my biggest piece of advice to anybody listening is think outside of the box. Video today, insofar as corporate branding is concerned, is just as much entertainment as a feature movie. You have to be just as entertaining, just as creative as a Steven Spielberg film. Well, you know, I have to say that I was looking at some of the videos on your website on sgny.com, and I really enjoyed the one that you made for Costco, the bedtime math, and it was this guy that was obsessed with toilet paper. And it was quite entertaining. Could you... Tell our listeners a little about, and you all can go to Steve's website and watch this video for yourself, but, but what's the story behind that? The website is sgmy.com, by the way. And the story behind Bedtime Math, Bedtime Math is a nonprofit that um, was started by a very smart woman. She's actually an astrophysicist who wanted to engage young kids in mathematics. And she felt the best way to do that was to arm parents with stories that they could tell their children that involved mathematics so that it it didn't become a chore, so that math wasn't something you had to learn, you know, in school and was a hated subject. That math was something that was slowly introduced to kids. Um, as a bedtime story. So the videos we produced for them, and that was one of five, um, and they were all fanciful. And, you know, they dealt with, we had one all about a diner for dogs, um, which was really, really cute, and that's exactly what it sounded like. We had one uh, with ninjas who came to um, their keeper uh, at night in the house. They were fanciful and they were fun. And each one of these stories involved a math problem. So the kids became engaged with the videos, and 
then the video stopped and it asked them a question or a simple math problem. And because they were engaged in the information and, and they learned, you know, through this video story, um, what the problem was, uh, they were quick to give the answer. And that's what the, the video series is all about. And did you actually shoot that in a, in a real Costco location? Yeah, we did. And, you know, and then you bring up a very good point. Um, we came up with this idea to use Costco as a location. We called them up, and they said, sure, there's no problem. They gave us one of their stores. We went there at night. And we shot it at night um, when the store was closed, and they were fine with it. They, they were fine with it because they free, liked Free publicity for them, right? And it was PR for them, too. Yeah. So you, you'd be amazed at how many free locations you can get because you're doing something that's going to basically generate eyeballs for, you know, the brand, the restaurant, whatever it is that um, you want to include as a location. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's a big takeaway is don't be afraid to, to ask, right? You never know what you can get permission to do. Well, in life, you should never be afraid to ask. All people can do is say no. And most of the time, if you ask nicely, they'll say yes. So, so how does, uh, so I want to I come back to that, that discussion we were having about social. Um, what, what should people do differently? Is it, is it the, the low attention span and that you have to catch them in the first 30 seconds? Is that, is that the point you were going for there? For social, videos, number one, should be short. Mm -hmm. don't, don't expect people to listen for two minutes or three minutes. Um, videos should be no longer than 60 seconds, and a lot of people um, disregard that rule because they have so many message points they want to get into their video. And right. That's just simply not a good idea. First of all, people have very short spans for attention. Um, you know... So, um, if you give them more than two or three message points, they're going to forget them anyway. So it's, it, and also, they're going to not only tune out, they're going to turn off. So, number one, you're better off with a very short video. Number two, like I said originally, think outside the box. Um, don't, if you were a, a large company, um, like AT&T or Mercedes-Benz or Pfizer, for instance, um, you want to be able to, you, you want to leave your, basically your corporate mentality in, insofar as video creation is concerned. These companies do it all the time insofar as their commercials. And, you know, they should really follow the same rules um, for their commercial production um, in their social media production. And actually, what's happening today is more and more brands are discovering that social media is every bit as important as their advertising commercials. And they're investing more and more money in the creation of social media videos that are creative and engaging. And, you know, that's that's honestly what you need. So you need a creative you need a creative base for 
a video. In other words, you need a great concept, and that concept can come from a director, it can come from a copywriter, but, you know, there are so many people who um, sit behind a desk and call themselves a PR director or, you know, a marketing manager, and, you know, they'll, they'll come up with their own idea for a social media video, and, the, and they'll write the script. And it's not that these folks can't communicate, and, uh, and also I'm not suggesting that these folks can't be creative either, but what I am suggesting is that you kind of have to look outside yourself. A marketing manager would no sooner write a commercial ad himself um, than he would have his secretary do it. He, he would expect his advertising agency to come up with a great script, but somehow um, that rule doesn't always apply when it comes to public relations. Um, PR agencies can be very creative, like your agency, for instance, is very creative, but a lot of PR agencies are following old school thinking, and they, they don't look outside their own copy department, for instance, to come up with concepts that are going to really kind of shake the tree a little bit. Um, yep. All yeah, I'm that's... saying is you have to be just as creative for social media videos today as you would expect um, uh, your commercials to be creative. And in fact, I would say go beyond that. Um, when you're producing an ad, you're paying for the time. So that is going to play and people are going to see it. And even if they just watch 10 seconds of it, 30-second spot, it's going to make an impression. But with social media, you have three to five seconds to engage your audience. And if they don't like what they see, they're going to turn it off. And that's exactly what you don't want. What you do want is for them to see it in its entirety and for them to share it because they enjoyed it. That's a, tr- that's a true challenge. And, you know, that's a challenge that should be taken very seriously. In other words, it pays to invest in um, creative expertise to ensure that what you're going to produce for your social media channels is really really creative, creative out of the box, and something that's going to wake people up. You know, most people are somewhat unconscious about how they conduct their lives. I mean, you know, we all go about doing our job, we go about um, talking to our colleagues, talking to our clients, but, but we do so within the confines of what we feel is expected of us. And yeah. also what we've learned. Right? And the rules of society, right? Exactly. <clears throat> if you want to shake people out of that unconscious or semi-conscious state, you have to show them something that is unexpected and different. And, All right, and Steve. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. I want to take a quick break. Uh, let's uh, do that on a cliffhanger because you mentioned that you want to wake people up. I want, when we come back, for you to 
give our listeners some examples of some other work you've done that's accomplished that. So stay tuned and stay with us and we'll be right back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Have you found that PR firms are overexpensive and underdeliver? Have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of raising grads? Well, you're not alone. We've had the same experience. That's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit lightspeedpr.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's lightspeedpr.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Do you feel overwhelmed by money? Not how much you have, but how to talk about it? We face financial decisions every single day that can change the game for us. Listen for Making Money Fun with Shanna Tinjum. You'll learn more about what you can do with your money and ultimately what it can do for you. Don't cower under a rock about investing in personal finance. Talk about it with your family, your friends, and more. Listen every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at LightspeedPR.com. Now back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Marketing at Lightspeed. And I'm your host, Ethan Raziel. And I'm joined by Steve Gold, who is with... S-G-N-Y production, and you can check out sgny.com. Now, Steve, we've been talking about video. A lot of my clients, I do technology PR, a lot of my clients, they, they need animation. And the reason they need animation is because they don't have a tangible product that I can hold in my hand and, and, and show uh, it's a floral wax, it's a dessert topping, it's not going to happen. They're, they're providing uh, software as a service and cloud applications and very abstract things. And so we need an animation to show this abstract concept. And I know that that's something that you do quite a bit of. Uh, could you talk a little bit about that and, uh, and, and how, the ch- how is the challenge of making animation different from the challenge of making video? Well, actually, um, 
wouldn't even call animation a challenge. Um, animation allows you to be able to visualize whatever um, fantasy you might have in your head um, exactly as you're thinking about it. Whereas with live action, which is um, what we call video when we're out shooting real life, um, that you would have to recreate to get your fantasy. And that might be more difficult. And, and remember, we're talking about thinking out of the box and thinking really creatively. But to your point about technology and concepts that are hard to visualize, we do a, a fair amount of work for Deloitte. And we were asked recently... Um, to make an animation that would explain and visualize blockchain. And blockchain, for you, your listeners who, who don't know, is basically the main technical innovation of Bitcoin. And, and Bitcoin is a hard-to-put-your-head-around concept in and of itself. And blockchain is I think is even a little bit more difficult. But basically, blockchain serves as the public ledger for Bitcoin transactions. And remember, this is all virtual. Um, it, it's all digital. It's all virtual. These are all concepts that are, you know, really, really hard to understand. So we had to create an animation that would visualize what a blockchain would look like, what a, what a, a virtual digital ledger would look like that would hold Bitcoin transactions. And we did it. And we did it um, because we, we thought about what um, basically would, you know, would make sense. When you're talking about individual transactions that are all linked together, we created these little keys that linked together and formed a matrix. And the matrix was the public ledger. And, you know, it was colorful. It kept on moving. And to your point about voiceover, voiceover basically was the, the driver of this animation, as voiceover often is, but not necessarily. Um, and when I say not necessarily, we create plenty of explainer videos, for instance, that don't use voiceover at all, that depend on graphics and typography to tell the story and to hold the viewer's attention. And you would think that that would be a challenge and that people really want to hear the spoken word. Well... Yes, people like to hear the spoken word. That's what they're accustomed to. But if you do it in a way that uses a minimal number of words and a lot of intriguing visual um, visual illustrations that come to life, you'll be even more effective in getting your viewer to watch the entire animation. So does, does the client, Steve, question on that. Does the client 
come up with that visual representation and then you bring it to life? Or do they just say, well, here's what we need, here's the, the end result that we want, you know, the goal that we have, and you come up with the content? Or is it some mix of both? <clears throat> you know, that's a really good question, Ethan. Um, when we're shooting live-action videos, clients very often have very specific ideas about exactly where they want to shoot, what they want to show, and um, how the video might be put together. In other words, what images would be um, shot and edited. But insofar as animation goes, there's a little bit of hesitancy. And clients don't feel comfortable, for the most part, working in that medium. Um, so I would say 99% of the time when it comes to animation, uh, our creative team uh, gets together and comes up with a concept. And, you know, we don't go too far down the road um, because we, it's very important to get client buy-in insofar as animation goes. And, uh, you know, I should really explain the animation process because... Yeah, did you previs or... Be, Animation used to be um, complicated and laborious. I mean, if you're talking about Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, I mean, in those days, they actually had to create thousands and thousands of images and cells, and they would basically shoot each one for a frame or two um, to create a moving image. And that took weeks and months, um, and even... And even animation for uh, corporate use in those days took an enormous amount of time and was prohibitively expensive. Well, today we have a program called After Effects, um, which is incredibly user-friendly. It's basically no more te technological than, than desktop publishing. And then uh, an animator sits there with their software, and they can create incredibly beautiful animation um, on, on their desktop. Um, you still obviously need a great idea. Um, you still need somebody who is adept at illustration, especially when it comes to creating characters for animation. But the main point is it can be done incredibly cost-effectively so that animation really need not cost any more than going out and, and shooting a video and editing it. Um, so, and Steve, when I, when I see a, uh, you know, I like these, you know, Pixar films, and sometimes I watch the behind-the-scenes documentaries, and they always kind of start with this previs, right, where it's like this wireframe, very primitive version, and sometimes it's literally sketches, and, and they, they do that to get creative approval before they go to the final production, are you doing something like that, or do you just go, go right to After Effects and build it um, right no, from the beginning? We start, we start by coming up with a, with a written concept, um, uh, an outline, um, you know, a treatment, um, the, same, the same kind of treatment we would, we would do if we were um, making a feature or, you know, making a 20-minute corporate video. It, it's no more than that, that would give your client an understanding of where you're going with it and what, and what the concept is. And 
then if they like the general idea, we provide them with a few, just maybe six images in a storyboard so that the look and feel of it would come to life. And if they buy into that, then we go ahead and produce a full storyboard, which is basically every frame of the animation, and we would get their approval for that. And then all of that artwork would be turned over to the animator, and they would input it into After Effects, and they would create the motion that makes the animation come to life. Wow. Okay. I think this is a good time to pause and take our final break. Please stay with us, and we're going to continue talking to Steve after the break. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Have you found that PR firms are overexpensive and underdeliver? Have you hired a smart team of senior pros and ended up with a young team of recent grads? Well, you're not alone. We've had the same experience. That's why we created Lightspeed PR. Lightspeed isn't like other agencies. We're here to deliver results and do it quickly. It's right there in the name. By the way, we can't bait and switch because junior team members don't exist at Lightspeed. Visit LightspeedPR.com and learn more. We are ready to help. That's LightspeedPR.com. Real estate has always been a great investment, but some people don't always know where they can start. Why not think like a real estate investor? Tune into Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. It's not just about buying and selling houses. It's about creating lifestyles, financial freedom, and empowerment. We'll talk about the latest real estate news, financial literacy, and our featured guests include authors, entrepreneurs, and celebrities. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Central, and 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. How is your marketing going? Really? Mm-hmm. Not so good? What could you be doing wrong? You spent a lot of time and money on your marketing, tried to follow what other successful people are doing, and yet your business marketing plan is still coming up short. Try something new. Tune into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing with host Jackie McClinigan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It just might work for you. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Marketing at Lightspeed with Ethan Raziel. We'd love to hear from you today. Call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Ethan at LightspeedPR.com. Now back to the show. And we're back. Welcome back to Marketing at Lightspeed. I'm your host, Ethan Raziel, and I am joined by my most excellent guest, Mr. Steve Gold of SGNY Productions. Now, Steve has been sharing some really terrific insights 
about creating videos, and we've talked about live action, and we've talked about animation. And there's another kind of video that you may, you may need to create, and that is an interview. A lot of companies, they want to create an interview of a corporate spokesperson and then put that up on their website. And Steve, I was hoping we could touch on that a little bit. Any recommendations that you want to give for how to make uh, that kind of content? Sure. Actually, interviews of senior executives, interviews of thought leaders, interviews of key opinion leaders, um, those are often done for, for websites, as you pointed out. But also, interviews such as those are, are generally the infrastructure of a corporate video, which today is, you know, popularly done in a, in a very documentary style um, to kind of make it, to make it authentic and um, to tell a story in a way that the, you know, the viewer is going to be incredibly sympathetic toward the point of view of the video. And obviously, in that regard, it's very important that the spokespeople are not only genuine but, and likable, but you know, have you know some charisma and interest. Not all spokespeople are good spokespeople. There are plenty of excellent CEOs and, and excellent um, senior managers who just aren't really good on camera. And well, you could become like uh, Donald Trump and just make up an alias and serve as your own spokesperson. <laughs> Um, you could do that, of course, but uh, not everybody is Donald Trump. <laughs> so in any event, the, the question today is, how do you get the best performance possible out of the, the interviewees that you basically have to work with? One thing I might say right off the bat is that interviewing somebody is an art. You know, anybody can ask a question, but to get a performance out of the person you're asking the question to, that's a totally different story. You know, many of my clients are in public relations, and quite often, my client will say, oh, I'm going to ask the questions. And I, after all these years of doing this, very nicely talk them out of it. Generally, what yep. I say is, what I say is, you know, you're the expert. You know what these people have to say. It's going to be much better for you if you just sit back and listen. And if they don't say exactly what you want them to say, tell me. Let me be the bad guy. Let me be the one who, you know, puts them in the hot seat, so to speak. You could be a bad cop. More often than not, that, that little argument works. I've been interviewing people for over 25 years, and I have seen everything. I have seen people who have literally... I've seen CEOs who are so incredibly camera shy that they spend the whole night before memorizing what they have to say because they're afraid they're going to freeze up 
Yeah. So I have a number of tricks that I use to get people um, engaged and forget that the camera is there. And, you know, some of it is somewhat intuitive because everybody's different and everybody responds to different stimuli. But the most important point that I'm trying to make is that if I didn't have all this experience, if I didn't go through, if I hadn't interviewed hundreds and perhaps at this point thousands of people, I wouldn't have this database to rely on to know what 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 might work in certain situations. So my main point here is not everybody is a great interviewee. One thing that you want to do is if you are in a position where you have to interview somebody is number one, listen. Most people are listening to what your question is and not to what the answer is. Um, they're more worried about what they're going to say next than what the people they're interviewing are saying. Um, you have to kind of be incredibly conscious when you're interviewing somebody. That's number one. Number two, you want those people to be alert. Um, you want them to be on top of their game. Have them sit at the edge of the chair. Have them sit straight up. Um, you know, tell them that they look great and that the camera likes them. Um, and also start the interview off with small talk. Um, make it a conversation. So people get out of the mode of being interviewed in front of a camera and into a conversational That That, 90% of the time, really does change the whole specter of an interview and makes people more comfortable. And as a result, they're more articulate, their brain starts to work properly, and you're going to you're gonna get a really good interview. Have you ever had to resort to using uh, alcohol to get a CEO to relax? <laughs> No. Um, actually, I've thought about it. Um, <laughs> sometimes I've thought about taking a drink myself when I'm in a difficult situation like that. But no, I've never had to resort to alcohol. Well, as a matter of fact, I'm drinking right now. Steve, we have, we have about two more minutes, and I wanted to ask you uh, about B-roll. Every time I, when I get a client on, on a broadcast placement, they say send over some B-roll. Um, is that part of your suite of services and any uh, recommendations? Oh, absolutely. We, I mean, we, we basically produce every, every type of video for public relations, for marketing. Um, we do training videos. We do B-roll for um, broadcast, for news. Um, we, you know, we we'll, we do a lot of corporate videos, you know, and and we do as as many internal videos these days as we do externally, because even though social media has become an in, incredibly important medium for a brand um, to be able to present itself to a huge audience, um, brands today understand how important it is to reinforce the importance of what their work is with 
videos for um, employees, uh, basically to, you know, make them feel good about their jobs. Yeah, morale is important. And I think I have found that uh, video in general is a, is a great morale booster. Uh, uh, I think uh, my, my producer is waving at me frantically, so I think we better wind it down. I want to thank my guest, Steve Gold. Steve, uh, I've really enjoyed having you with me. Sure. And, and may I just give my website again? Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you to give that and your... And your email, your website Anybody email. Anybody who wants to look at my work, I'd, I'd be delighted um, for them to do so. And what's your email if people want to reach you? <clears throat> it's Steve Gold, S-T-E-V-E-G-O-L-D, or one word, at sgny.com. Great. So check that out. Check out sgny.com. Reach out to Steve Gold at uh, the email he just gave you. Check out next week's program. We're going to have Richard Levick, who is a crisis specialist, and we will talk all about crisis communications. Until then, you've been listening to Marketing at Lightspeed. Enjoy your evening. Thanks so much for listening this week to Marketing at Lightspeed. Please join Ethan Raziel next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you improve your marketing one show at a time. 